sing a song about things that make you happy? Just happy and you know something. It's happy and you know and you really want to go. It's just happy and you Maybe later. Okay. Hey, Yanchu. How's it going? Good. We're here again. Another week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So each week, um, you and I will talk and we'll talk about the very beginning, what it is that's important for us to, um, why it is so important for us to think about delight and to talk about it and for our call. And so I was thinking maybe you can start this week to let us know what it is that brings you to why delight is important for you. Delight is important because I find it very important to be angry. (laughs) And I cannot be angry all the time. Mm -hmm. So to recharge my anger, I need some delight. (laughs) I love that actually (laughs) and (laughs) I can relate to that so thank you very much because sometimes it feels bad to feel like I don't give permission for myself to feel angry but I think it's Mm -hmm. a very valid and wonderful like important feeling and and uh and I like that perspective of I need delight to recharge recharge Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I was like on Thursday or Friday I was just so mad about patriarchy and white Christianity and patriarchy in white Christianity and I was just like so mad and I was like oh I need some delight and then I'll return back to it (laughs) (laughs) very good Okay, so actually, you know what, I know that originally we were going to say, I um, uh, I think I'd love to hear yours first, actually, if that's okay. okay. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, just that's... given that, I just want to, I definitely just want to hear yours today, but first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my delight this week um, is very uh, simple, but very important to me, because I have been living in the Netherlands for the last two and a half years. And before I moved here in Canada, I bought almost everything secondhand. Um, It was kind of like my, uh, like what I can do to reduce waste. Like I'm not the best at recycling. I'm not the best at, you know, the zero waste. But one of the things I always try to do is all my clothes, everything that I buy, I try to buy like in the secondhand market. But then I moved here and um, the main way that people do secondhand besides like the thrift shops um, is their version of like Craigslist called Marketplace and it's all in Dutch and everything happens through bartering and through messaging. You there, There's a website where you, where you private message each other and obviously because... Um, it's all in Dutch, I didn't feel like I could um, send messages in English. And long story short, there were a lot of barriers that meant that I didn't use this website. I tried a couple of times because a lot of my friends were telling me, oh, you should just look for that on Marketplace or, oh, have you heard of Marketplace? But every, every time I 
tried, I got intimidated or like I would message, but because I was slower to trying to figure out how to message, what to say, how to say it, um, another bidder would kind of like cut me off. And so like the closest I ever got, like we agreed on the price as um, the seller and I. But the time, by the time I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll pay. He was like, oh, you were too slow. So someone else got oh, it. I felt oh. really discouraged. So I just didn't use it until um, today. I really wanted this particular toy for Oliver, um, but it was, uh, they were no longer making it. Um, and I found mm. it on Marketplace and, or Markplatz. And um, <laughs> I... Wonderful. I uh, I was like, oh, oh, I think I'm going to bid. And so anyways, I did it and it worked. And it gave me Yay. so much joy because I felt like <laughs> one more way I figured out the Dutch system. And Yay. now I can actually maybe try to buy things secondhand again because that's the other thing that happens when you're an immigrant. You don't know where the cheap things are. You don't know how things work. And so you end up spending a lot more money than like mm -hmm. people who know how the systems work, right? Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. so and so that's that's my delight of the week it's very straightforward but like it took me two and a half years to figure it out so I feel very proud of myself very good oh my gosh thank you for sharing actually you know it's it's just another kind of feeling of belongingness you know when you're a part mm -hmm. of these types of communities this is yet another community I figure that uh exists of course within there and so that's so awesome like I'm so happy for you Thank you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'll be honest, bartering in general is feels scary for me because I don't I know that it's also part of our our culture, like or like if I ever go to a marketplace and I want to barter and then I go, I don't know how to do this. Like I'm not <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know how. But then it's also it's so awesome that uh, you're kind of discovering that and kind of getting mm -hmm. into it. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Thank you. <sighs> Can you share your uh, delight of the week? Um, okay, so uh, it it was our birthdays this weekend, this week, mm -hmm. and so uh, um, and I actually just love that we share birthdays together. And what's even funnier is that uh, now that you're in the Netherlands, even though you're a day ahead, there's a part of our birthday I think that overlaps to my birthday mm -hmm. being the same as yours. <laughs> so I love that, and so. Um, you were very sweet and you bought me a book uh, and it's called Goodbye Again by Johnny's Son. And it's a, a book of essays, reflections and illustrations. And um, and so I actually still don't know too much about him. So I will have to like take a look at that. But I've been reading this book and essentially he talks about just his life, his his reality of, of like um, and his perspective on life and stuff. And a lot of it, it for him, he talks about his like desire and almost or not desire but almost like need for being productive and all of this stuff like that he's been taught in in his own mm. mind somehow that if he's not working or if he's not doing things to, that are productive that he's not he's not valuing his time or like mm. there's almost like this excuse that he must do work it otherwise like that sense of busyness is what keeps him focused and able and competent and all of these things but um and it kind of had me thinking about how that that often is the perspective sometimes like I I, I feel that as well like I was yeah. able to relate a lot but there was this other there's this other kind of underlying thread that I'm noticing throughout the book is where he kind of reflects on the way that um because clearly he himself is a he's he's chinese and american 
Chinese American. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. um, he also kind of dances along and this. Canadian. And Canadian. And Canadian, actually. Sorry. He's Canadian. He's from Toronto. He was oh. born in Calgary. Yes. Oh, God. Even better. So as you can see, mm -hmm. I'm only just learning about him. So uh, that obviously. Uh, but um, and and so. Yeah, he yes. So from Calgary and then Toronto. So he and, and all of this stuff. So he is living in the States now, from what I understand. But uh, that he essentially as a North American, he dances around this, um, this also similar kind of related, relatable thing of being Chinese, but also American or Canadian, I mean, and, and um, throughout his, his little stories, uh, and essay reflections, he talks about how like these little mini associations or, or, or moments that he has with his parents and the little moments that, um, remind him why he is a certain way today mm. and in one of the things and I just kind of wanted to just allude to this one piece where he's he's making eggs and um he's making soft boiled eggs and there's a moment where he's like um uh yeah actually maybe I won't even ruin it but may, maybe more so that he realizes in this moment like there's a reason why he does the things that he does basically due to a conversation, a WhatsApp conversation later that he has with his, his parents on teaching him mm -hmm. how to make eggs. And, mm -hmm. and, and what I love is this kind of homage that he paints as um, this feeling of gratitude that he has towards his parents. Um, uh, that is probably very complex as well. And I think about our upbringings and like the, the complexities of, of growing up, but, um, but that, um, just those little threads of reminding us of our heritage and why we do the things that we do and, and mm -hmm. the intricacies in life that I am just so thankful, even in my parents, like it reminded me of that. And this morning when I woke up, I actually, or like I made, I made eggs and I made, I made tomato and eggs, which is something that my mom always made. Um, and it's just such a comfort food. And, and, um, it, it, it kind of had me feeling just really thankful for my parents and, and, um, sometimes in a way that in my Canadian, uh, my Canadian, Chinese Canadian life, I sometimes almost forget about because of the, of the North American life that I live in a way, um, in certain ways. And so like, I find myself just really thankful for, for kind of that, these reminders of like, I am mm. who I am and I am Chinese and I, and, and how important that is for me to, to live in proudness of that way. Can you if, share if something more sense. specific? Like, can you, like, I don't think you're ruining anything if you want okay. to say I, I what was to, in particular about <laughs> what he wrote that made you think about yourself. Okay, yeah, thank you. So I, I, I know I was like, oh, should I ruin the book or not? The, but, but it's not ruining the book. It's actually just a small moment in the book. But basically, he's hanging out with his, his partner that he's been living with uh, in, in their apartment, and he's making soft boiled eggs. And, and for me, and um, my family being from Malaysia, we love soft boiled eggs. And I don't know if it's, it, it's, a, it's a fine art. And he talks about how to make them very specifically, but really it's a, it's a cute way of describing it. But then what he does is he like cracks open the egg with the back of a spoon and he like taps the, taps the egg. And she goes, why do you open eggs like that? And he goes, I don't know. Isn't this how we open eggs? Anyways, later on throughout the book, like you're kind of going through. And then later on, he's having a conversation, a text conversation with his parents where 
uh, he asks his mom and dad how to make tea eggs because he had grown up with it. Uh, like he had had tea eggs every day, like when he was growing up, he, they always had them in the fridge and he would eat them. And then his dad goes, Oh, and so that he's writing all of the instructions and, and, and mom, mom is, mom is like, you can hear, he says, you can tell that mom is telling him to write all the stuff, but he's dad's typing. And they're just sitting mm -hmm. there typing all the instructions out on how to make tea eggs. And then finally he says, and then you have to boil the eggs, but you take them out of the water, you put them aside, and then in the water, you put in all the tea stuff. But as the eggs are sitting on the side and they're, you have to cool them down in the water, in, in running water, but then you take the, the back of the spoon and you have to make sure you crack the eggs so that the tea will seep in when it comes, when you put them back in the water to boil. Mm. And that's how all of the special liquid goes into the tea egg. And mm. I, the thing is, is I know how to do that as well because my mother taught me, but it was never something that I thought about, which is why I crack my eggs on the back of the spoon. I just hit the mm. eggs and I crack them. And I, and as I read this, I went, oh my gosh, like, all the little things that I do that may seem strange and I don't even know why automatic that I automatically do. These are actually like, when I think about it, it's that intergenerational passing down of things mm -hmm. that we do that are us and are part of our culture and our lives that I may not know, but will pass on to my children when I, when one day, if, or whatever, one day I have them and also to other people who I meet and they don't even know mm -hmm. that they've absorbed this, you know, and this mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. cultural thing that comes forward. So maybe one day his partner, whatever, whatever ethnicity uh, they are, will be like, oh, well, I crack eggs like this now, not knowing that this was actually passed down from a Chinese culture that you don't even mm -hmm. know of why these tea eggs were made. And so mm -hmm. um, there's just such importance to to kind of um, these little nuances that help to remind us of these things that our parents have taught us, but that mm. they are so valuable in our heart. Like I felt like I'm like, that's such love and care because he's mm -hmm. trying to make sure so carefully that those the flavor seeps in, but also that the egg doesn't break, that things are not falling yeah. apart. And yeah. there's a beauty to that, you know, it's such tenderness yeah. and they're fed to his children every day. And I thought about like, just in general, how much our, as parents, parents hold, you know, and, and um, mm -hmm. I guess even today as, as Mother's Day uh, tomorrow um, and, and happy early Mother's Day, by the way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, I think it was just kind of me thinking about this and um, just the gratitude I think I have in reading that I story. I feel like, yeah. And I think what's also interesting is you did that and you didn't think about how you did that until you heard another Chinese person say, yes, I do that. Thank you. And uh, I think yes, that yes. shows how important storytelling is because uh -huh. sometimes we don't know truths about ourselves unless until we see it said um, by someone else, which yes. I think is so important. It says something about how, like, as humans, we learn about ourselves. Yes. It's never in isolation. It's always in community. Yes. And and how interesting that him sharing about his Chinese background made you understand something about your Chinese background. Yes, and thank you for saying that, because that is exactly, um, you know, I was, when I was going through this book, it almost gave me permission to, not permission, again, I, I think I was using that, but it's like, um, I rarely get to hear um, stories of Chinese people or 
in, in for one because I don't get to I don't read I can't read Chinese as mm. as a Chinese person so that's one thing mm. but then as a Chinese Canadian uh, to to share their stories so often I don't get to see that kind of experience because to be honest most people that like we don't necessarily know for ourselves the importance of that because in our society it's not necessarily demonstrated to talk it or to talk about our stories in this way and so mm -hmm. as i was reading it i was like i feel so thankful to to hear another experience and uh, just like you're saying and and how mm -hmm. important it truly it truly is and i think i only started to realize this now how much mm. I care to hear other people so that I can recognize that I'm not alone in feeling these things. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, this, so I am just so appreciative of this book and I had no idea it existed. Um, I don't even know if you knew when you sent it, how, it, how special it is. And, and so, th and so I'm so thankful for it. And so what delight truly. Um, oh, delight. And, I'm so glad. Yeah. So I'm and halfway. The, and the, yeah. I feel like something about what you're saying also relates to why, um, why, like our podcast is worth doing for me. Yes. And it's because when we only hear white-centered stories or stories yes. that are in white families, and that's what's normal, we see our lives through that lens, and we don't even realize how much of ourselves we don't know about because that's oh, how we yes. look at ourselves. And I think that just him talking about making eggs. Yes. Like, how many times have we seen white people make fried eggs on screen? <laughs> like, yes. How many Gordon Ramsay videos have I seen of him being like, this is how you make eggs. And he's yes. like making French styled eggs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that is so like mm -hmm. meaningless to me because I've never seen my mother do that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, I, exactly. Yeah, I have never eaten those eggs. What I want to know is how do I make my mother's food? Because yes. that's what I want to eat. I don't and, want to eat like this French egg that like you have to take on and off the heat, on and off the heat. I'm like... <laughs> and absolutely. And, and you know what actually he said here, which I'm just going to quote this thing. He said, you know... I'm just going to quote this really quickly. He says, realizing how after all these years, you thought that making tea eggs was something you were just supposed to figure out yourself or something mm -hmm. that you were just supposed to have absorbed from your parents in some unspoken passing of intergenerational knowledge. But actually, all you really needed to do was ask. Mm -hmm. And I felt that that was so powerful because I, I know this sounds, this is another thing. Um, I often don't ask my parents for about things and 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 yeah. I I realize I don't because I think that I um and I'm gonna be honest very very brutally honest is that I think that there is a part of me that does put this in in as a as a child born in Canada sometimes have the Canadian or North American perspective on Chinese people that perhaps I don't always think that my parents know the answer. Mm. And that's terrible because that's not the truth because my parents are so brilliant. Mm -hmm. They're the most brilliant mm -hmm. people. My parents are some of the most brilliant people I know, but I often mm -hmm. don't ask them things. Can I and also I, say maybe like, part of that is yeah. 
um, and I'm totally projecting based on my family, yeah. is that sometimes it's um, we don't ask because we know there's a lot of um, sadness there. Yeah, actually. Even true. if it is just like making eggs, how would you make that? Mm-hmm. Like that make would make them think about how they left to where they came from, yes. who taught them them, taught them how to do that and how they're no longer in touch with them or maybe yes. they've passed. Like, you know that there's like all of these uncharted yes. minefields and you don't know what you're doing by asking just a simple question, like how would you make those eggs? And mm-hmm. so then you don't because we, we get um, trained throughout our lives to not touch su- certain subjects with our parents because it's mm-hmm. too difficult for them. A hundred percent. Actually, you're totally right, because I know that if I ask certain things, there's definitely pain points there that will bring back memories and Mm -hmm. and or and or um, kind of things that are yeah just things that they don't talk about things they don't want to ask too much about it's like I, I know that there's the, there's a you know the Chinese saying it's like oh uh you're asking too many questions kind of thing sometimes mm-hmm. I get that response and I go oh mm-hmm. okay so then I just stop or something like that and and perhaps mm-hmm. that's also the culture of why I don't but it mm-hmm. is exactly that there's so many layers of of things that uh make us do the things that we why we do things the way we do but that it's mm-hmm. not always easy to have to mm-hmm. bring up yeah for and, sure and and so so there's there's a few things there and and it's and that's the other thing it's so layered it's so layered and the way that um that you know johnny sun is is writing you can tell that there, there is a reason why, I mean, he's writing a lot of beautiful stories about his, his family, maybe, uh, but they're very, very gentle, and they're very delicate. Yes. And oh, you know what I love about very that? Delicate. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to cut no, you that's off. that's okay. But... Yes, yes, yes. You don't get that touch with white people. When white <laughs> yeah. people tell our stories, yes. it's oh. always othered. It's always, yes. why do you crack your eggs like that? Yeah. What's those things you're putting in that water? And like, even if those words aren't spoken, the way they zoom into that pot, the way they zoom into those ingredients is from a place of curiosity. It's not a place of love. And it sounds like, yes. And it sounds like from this book that I've not read. Yes. That he's writing about these things because he loves his family. Yes. And he's trying to understand them better because he loves them. Yes. And and so, of course, when you're ta- writing about people you love, you always do so with gentleness, right? Because you don't want to hurt them or offend them in some way. Um, and so, oh, yeah, so of course he does. Of course he writes with gentleness. And I love that. And, and I don't know if you remember in the previous, I think there was like three delights ago, <laughs> three delights ago, um, I had mentioned how I wanted to write essays and write stories and things. And that one of the, mm. the, the kind of rules that I had for myself is to write of my parents, or to, to really make sure that I'm respecting and respecting my parents. Because, because the reason why a lot of the feelings that I have there is because of this othering that our culture, our society, our North American society does. And mm-hmm. I don't want to write an apology to, mm-hmm. or, or or like to teach white people of my ways. I want to write because mm-hmm. I'm writing from my heart and writing mm-hmm. um, and writing not to try to make somebody defend our, my existence or my parents' existence or de- defend um, 
their ways. Yes, yes. And and that's very hard to do because no matter how you try to write, I, I often find myself trying to trying to explain, I'm trying to explain to white people what it mm -hmm. is that my mama means when she says that, what it means when I, they mm -hmm. do this and why they're doing this. And I just go, mm -hmm. and this is what this book does so well. He just so gently writes so delicately about his parents and how mm -hmm. wonderful, like his, and his ponderings of this and exploration, mm -hmm. but really it's nostalgia and love and care. And mm -hmm. that is something that I don't read in stories because even North American story or Amer like, like um, white stories that are written, like, because I can't read Chinese and, and, and that's the reality of it. I'm forced to understand my culture through the white lens. Yes. Ugh, and so this painful. is hard. This is painful. And so I read, I read Chinese fiction. Like I read historical fiction. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I have, I have lists and lists of authors that I read from, but that many of them are still struggling with this. It, yes. re writing yeah. for white people, writing so that they can understand what's going on in Chinese culture. In, in, An in, apology. In mm -hmm. apology and, and, mm -hmm. and to describe and describe in, for mm -hmm. their comfort. And I can mm -hmm. see it even as a Chinese person, I'm reading this, I'm going, ugh, I wish they didn't have to explain that like that because it's not mm -hmm. accurate, even if they write it. It, it. it can't be said. But then mm -hmm. of course that ends up resulting in in white people thinking they know. And yes. that's the other yes. part too. So now I go, oh, here we go. And it's a very weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling. So um, he writes about his appearance unapologetically. And I just, I noticed that immediately when I read this book and I, it immediately had me walking to the kitchen and I made eggs like my mother taught me and I ate them and I sat for a moment and enjoyed them. And I didn't even realize oh, I was doing that just so you know. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm making eggs. And I was thinking about it. I made them with tomatoes and um, and it really was because I read that chapter about the eggs. Mm. Oh, oh, I love it so what? much. You know why I, okay, can I tell you another reason why I love it so much? Yes, please, it's share, because share, share. Up until you shared this story, my favorite essay about eggs is by Andre Dubus. And um, <laughs> he has this chapter where he talks about the ordinariness of love in the act of making eggs. Oh. And like, it's my one of my favorite like writings that I've ever read. And so like my when my friends got married, I even like wrote one of the quotes out about how you that people that you love, like you love, um, teach you how to make eggs. And it's and, like anyways. And I feel like wow. um, this story is better because it's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But also, it is such a beauty. Eggs are a beauty. It's a it's a wonderful thing. And there's so many stories. And, and what an incredible thing that you have a favorite egg story. And now you have a new favorite egg story. But that... I <laughs> and I like that you told me about it. Aww. So it's like my favorite egg story, even though I've never read it. So Aww. now I have it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I bought you that book. I know, but, that's the uh, thing. I was just like, wow, what delight. And I don't even know if like you, yeah, you didn't know yet how good this was going to be and how special. And I feel yeah. like that's actually something that just so you know, like the art of gift giving, um, just it, it, it is, it is such a special thing. And I, I just, anyway, so also delight is thank you for having a birthday near me and being um, somebody that um, we can share in delight with for birthdays and and uh, 
I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I just, yeah, gratitude in general for, and just such a Aww. nice gift. So, uh, yay. yay. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for that, like building on top of that more because, you know, as you start to first explore a story, you're just in the midst of thinking about it. And it's just so nice to actually hear your reflections on what my reflection was of it. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. this is like a like this um the area that johnny sun is writing in is a missing like it, like it's a not very well explored area of literature like the voice of us asian north americans is not explored really i feel like it's only beginning to like if there i know i'm not saying that there weren't any before because I know there was but I feel like um it's there's still so much more that can be said about the Asian like North American experience and I'm really excited that um in a small way we're contributing with our podcast hundred <laughs> percent okay so now that you said that guess what mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the book he talks about how this book is all the collections of the side things that he had been writing when he was not working. Mm. He was just writing these little, little bits of things that were just like, almost like they were the non-important things. Like he didn't want to be unproductive. So he'd just write these little pieces and suddenly it became something that he just decided to collect and not be non-productive about it. So then published it. But if you think about it, like all of these little reflections are actually little pieces of himself, like Mm -hmm. that he he likely wouldn't have found significant. Mm -hmm. So isn't that an incredible thing? This was not an intentional work. This wasn't something that he made to share purposefully for the outside world. This was for Mm -hmm. him and then said, well, in order for this to be worth doing, I must publish it. But that these are, and like you said, this is this is not what people had been looking for in the past. This is not a voice that is being shared most of the time because this would be deemed not important. Mm-hmm. And so this is important. It's very yes. important, and our voices are important, and our reflections and and our and our thoughts about um, the way that our perspectives are are important. Because we're so interesting. And we are. <laughs> Yes. So I think what he's saying about TX is so interesting. So and interesting. I love it. Yes. Yes. And there's many more in here. And um and and so I know that we're going long, but uh yeah, I just I I I have there's a million in here that I thought were just so incredible and mm-hmm. very subtle. And it yes. just allows us to really take moments in our lives to think about the important little little moments that really shape us to who we are. And to be unapologetic about those things. And and yeah. Delight. 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 That's that was it. Delight. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank yes. you for sharing. Oh, thank you for sharing. And I hope that you get to find a lot more things in your marketplace. And it's just such delight that you finally figured out how to use it. And I hope it just gets easier for you every time. Thank you. And thank you for listening, everyone. If you are listening, I don't know who's listening. <laughs> I don't know who's listening. I don't even know. It might just be you and me listening later because I love to listen to us afterwards. <laughs> I'm our number one <laughs> If you happen to listen and you're on our Instagram, write a message 
just yeah. so we know if you have listened. This will be like a little test to you, That's listener. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, fellow delighters. And uh, <laughs> prove your existence. Yes. Yes. Um, and if you want it, maybe we'll do something special. Maybe we'll send you this book. Huh? That's right. Ooh, oh, my goodness. You get a book. You get a book. You get a book. Yes. Okay. Maybe I no one will you. get this book. <laughs> maybe no one will get this book. Yes, that's right. <laughs> maybe you'll get this book. <laughs> yes, maybe I will write and be that's like, right. I heard the message again. Okay, anyways. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Talk to you next week again. Yes, talk soon. Yes, bye. Bye. I love you so much. If you talk, I need a hug.